Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in today's personal subscribing podcast. My name is Safian Shik and I'm joined by Joel Gomes, who's a senior HR advisor. Uh, Joel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sofian, for having me. Um, so I think we should get straight right into it because you know, you, you're from uh, HR background. You've been in the industry for quite a long time. Um, according to you, what do you see is the future of benefits from an HR lens? And, well, I, know, and I know that's a very broad question to ask. Uh, but you know, it, we live in times where technology is advancing at a very fast rate, and the same could be said about benefits. Um, so I just wanted to understand, you know, as an overview, as someone who has been in the industry for a long time, you know, what do you see is going to be the evolution of benefits? Well, there's a couple of different things. You talked about two key things there, technology and benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so removing technology to the side for a second, but just talking about benefits from an HR perspective, uh, the key challenge will be for employers to drive value for their employees over the next little while. And what I mean by that is just keeping in um, tune with what the industry changes are throwing at us as HR practitioners and as business owners. Um, we've all heard the conversation about national farmer care and how that's going to impact benefits. Um, there is, of course, the rising cost of pharmaceutical medication, drugs, uh, prescriptions. Uh, there's also the rising cost of insurance premiums. Uh, most of the cost uh, factors of insurance premiums being raised is driven by usage. So there's more claims today than there were five, ten years ago. And that drives up, of course, the cost of premiums uh, in group benefits concepts. Uh, the last thing we've, uh, you mentioned, uh, technology. There's also the new advent of telemedicine, and this is still uh, sort of in its infancy. Uh, but it has uh, capability to save a lot of time effort, but uh, a bigger sort of push to educating people uh, needs to be the norm among employers and among benefits companies to so that telemedicine comes to the fore. Uh, there's also other tools that are available for employers, um, like personalized medicine. Uh, we've talked about that um, quite often in other podcasts. And um, that's coming up. And again, education and convincing people to use it uh, is the primary sort of focus. So there are tools available. We just need to find the right tool and apply it to the right problem. That's interesting because you mentioned managing costs. So from an HR's perspective, what do you see are the new trends with like managing costs? How are employers benefiting from uh, the new changes that are coming? Uh, it's not so much the changes that are coming in. And managing costs is not only for HR people, but also for business owners. Uh, right across the board. Uh, one of the key things we've talked about, of course, is National Pharmacare, but that's a conversation still in the making. Uh, one of the other things, of course, is telemedicine, and that's something still in its infancy. One of the things that I find um, has potential to have immediate effect is personalized medicine, uh, also uh, called the, pharm- the science of pharmacogenomics. So the, these three, I think, have you know um, ability to manage the costs from a you know, pharmacare from a prescription drug standpoint, um, telemedicine from an ease of use and, and viability standpoint for the end user, and that's the employee. Uh, you don't have to wait in line, get an appointment to go to the doctor and be absent from your job and things like that. And pharmacogenomics for making the lives of the patient and recovery cycles easier. And believe it or not, indirectly, that actually has great potential to impact an employee's life at their job. So it is interesting that you mentioned that, but from a case-by-case basis, 
Would you be able to give an example of a situation where you think pharmacogenomic testing would have been a benefit uh, from all the cases that you get? Um, yes, uh, there's been a few cases. Uh, one of the key pieces is performance management in an employee life cycle. And performance management is not necessarily an employee not performing in their job functions. It also sort of uh, goes to the point of uh, absenteeism and, and absence management or disability management. And how long is this employee going to be off? And uh, you know, I typically hear from people that I speak with on a day-over-day consultative basis, oh, this person's been off on disability. We hired them only two years ago, and over the two years, they've been off on disability six times. Yes, it does happen. Uh, we're human beings. We'll fall sick, and there's a variety of factors that, in, that affect us. Um, so how do we manage this? It's, it's not just about finding sort of a cure after the problem has presented itself. Some of the pieces that employers can do are sort of preemptive, so being a little more proactive uh, while employers look for disability packages or health benefit packages that are cost effective uh, from a, okay, so now I'm sick and I need treatment. Uh, there's other pieces that employers can employ in the workplace that are proactive, like for example, wellness seminars or how to be um, healthy or, or how to live a, a better life and uh, using personalized medicine to identify some of those some of those things that may come in use down the line when, if and when, God forbid, the employee does fall sick. So taking a deeper dive in personalized medication and pharmacogenomics specifically, um, how do you think this is going to help employers um, mitigate that risk? That's a very good question. So two key ways that I see it helping, and, and I'm not uh, in tune uh, with 100% of the science, if you will, but I understand enough to understand the the actual day-over-day impact to a business. One is from uh, improving the effectiveness of a drug prescription drug plan, in, uh, which is part of a benefits plan. That is the first thing. The second piece, as I mentioned before, is in, in an employee life cycle. We've talked about absenteeism and we've talked about this other thing uh, in previous podcasts called presenteeism. Uh, it, it's not a topic that people like to look at a lot of it's not being dissected a lot but presenteeism is you know people show up to work they show up to work on a daily basis but they're physically here but they are not able to a focus on their job b it impacts their productivity c the employers upset because they're not getting value for money in terms of compensation and things like that so uh, these are the two sort of broad pieces i feel that personalized medicine slash pharmacogenomics can actually impact um, the workplace environment from a pure personalized medicine uh, standpoint, let me explain uh, 30 seconds, a, a quick sort of cycle. So you go to the doctor, you go get diagnosed and you get a prescription medication and off you go to the pharmacy and you get a prescription for yourself. Uh, you take it for a week and then you realize, oh no, I have side effects. And then you go back to the doctor again and you repeat the cycle all over again. And sometimes it's two, three, four tries before you actually find something that actually works for you. Now, Let's say before you go to the doctor the first time and, or you get diagnosed uh, with, with an ailment, before you go to the pharmacist, um, you could avail of a pharmacogenomics test that uses your diagnosis in terms of what the ailment is and then tells you what the best medication is in this, you know, a certain roster of medication for the various types of illnesses that we get. Um, so mental health, for example, um, there's only a certain sort of list of drugs that doctors prescribe for mental health ailments. So the doctor um, can ask you to get a personalized prescription uh, test or a pharmacogenomic test that actually 
tells you which of that whole list of medication works best for you uh, based on your genetic profile. No, this has nothing to do with ancestry. It won't tell you where your background's from and things like that. It purely focuses on your effectiveness, your efficacy in terms of the drug that you take. So that is the first thing. And it, it cuts out a lot of that um, sort of chasing your own tail concept for the employee. So it reduces the level of frustration. More importantly, it reduces the cost factor for the prescription drug. So remember those two, three times we talked about before where you go and buy pharmaceutical medicines, because they don't work, you may have 10 pills, five pills, whatever it is, remaining in your prescription because they're not working or they have major side effects, you can't refund them. And that gets billed back to your benefits plan. You've suddenly eliminated all of that wastage and boom, you're right away using the pill that works for you. Uh, and the same principle can be used for things like absenteeism, presenteeism, um, to focus on what, why, uh, get your employee to do a personalized uh, medication test uh, in terms of a pharmacogenomic test to identify the root cause of what the, what the issue is, um, get the prescription that actually works for them. Uh, so what this does is effectively reduces the disability cycle. Um, so instead of being off for 120 days, heck, you might be back in 90 days. Uh, and that has immense potential um, from uh, an employer standpoint in terms of success factors for the employee. It has immense potential from an employer standpoint in reducing the costs of an overall benefits package. Because the more you claim in benefits, the more expensive it's going to be for you next year. And then that's just the, the nature of, of, the, of the game. Um, so overall, I think this is where pharmacogenomics can be sort of, you know, the deciding factor or, or a key player in alleviating not just employer side of things, costs, but also from an employee's side of things, um, you know, effectiveness and quality of life in the workplace. Well, Joel, it's obvious to me that you're hinting at a recommendation of personalized medication for the employers. Mm -hmm. um, but for people who don't really know or are not that familiar with pharmacogenomic testing, can you emphasize why is it important? Uh, from an employer standpoint, I think it's very important that they consider precision medicine and pharmacogenomic testing as part of their benefits offering for their employee. Uh, it has great potential, as I said, to manage the costs and uh, as well to manage employee expectations. It gives them that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and, you know, ultimately, this is the reason why we like advances in technology. And this has great promise uh, in terms of intervening to mitigate the cost of benefits overall and to overall reduce the time and the life cycle of an illness, if you will, um, which, again, you know, improves the quality of life. And I think at the end of the day, all employers would love their employees uh, to be healthy 100% of the time and be productive 100% of the time. That's an impossibility. But the best we can do is get as close to the number as possible. And I think precision medicine and pharmacogenomics uh, has potential to play a great part in bringing us close to that 100% number, even though we may never reach it. Well, Joel, thank you so much for um, your insights and your valuable time. We really, truly appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Hope you found it useful. For everyone listening to our podcast right now, if you'd like to follow us on our social channels, please be sure to do so by checking out our website at www.personalizedprescribing.com. This is Safian signing out, and we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Have a great day.